0: You know, this is rapidly becoming one of the great turnaround stories of the last decade or so. I'm talking about Tenant Healthcare, the uh, the giant in hospitals and surgical care centers, and the earnings just keep getting better and better, and the stock keeps going up, and the analysts keep raising their estimates. This is a great time to be the executive chairman of Tenant Healthcare, Ron Rittmeyer, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I, You know... You you educated me a lot about a year and a half ago because I really thought COVID nineteen was something that might be a windfall for hospitals and it wasn't and it, and I know it cost you a lot of money, but it certainly looks like things are back hitting on all cylinders now.
1: Um, yeah, I would say so. We we definitely went through a COVID surge. I mean, we we probably had upwards of two thousand cases at the peak of this last surge. We're down in the low seven hundreds now. So obviously the the wave has turned again, but during the quarter it was uh we were busy. And um, you know, COVID cases, I mean, obviously they bring in business. I mean there there's people in the hospitals, so that is business. But um at the same time you incur a lot of additional costs because you have to bring in a lot of contract labor. You know, there's nurse, nurse shortages and, and tight markets in labor for nurses, I think is pretty well publicized and people know about that so when we get these type of surges, we have to bring in much more expensive contract labor and not so much to treat the COVID patients, but to treat the rest of the hospital where you pull some of your existing staff from. So there's a lot of extra cost that goes not just because of COVID, but because of how you have to operate the business. So you have to manage it well. And uh, we've gotten really good at this, Uh, you know, as best you can be in a pandemic. I mean, when the first wave hit, obviously we were like almost everyone else trying to learn our way through it. But at this stage, after being through three or a little bit more than three, depending on the market, um, I think we've, we've gotten this where we've learned from our, our experiences. We've used those experiences to help train other parts of our organization. And in today's world, I think we're, we operate very effectively. uh, And at the same time, obviously focused on safety and, Patient sure. care is the number one priority. So, I mean, you know, from my standpoint, I think our team has done an incredible job and continues to do
0: so. Uh, it's a fascinating pivot, but, it, but but that doesn't account for all of the earnings. I mean, the earnings of $1.99 were almost double what was expected. They were 90 cents better. Your revenues are approaching $5 billion. But, of course, the other side from the hospitals, that maybe to me the more visible part, are the U.S. surgical partners the the surgical centers, the ambulatory surgery centers? They just keep growing, and that it looks like that business is is back on. That that I know that business was postponed for a long time.
1: Yeah, they felt a little bit. I would say in the quarter of some cancellations. You know, what you got to realize about the, the surgical business, the ambulatory businesses, is that starts with usually a doctor in a clinic. You make an appointment, you find out you do need surgery. It's not what I would call – we don't like to use the word emergency surgery, but but urgent surgery. Urgent surgery goes through the ER. That's going to happen. There's usually no delay regardless of the situation, COVID or whatever. But, you know, people tend to put things off that they maybe could put off for um, a couple weeks or a month or whatever um, when COVID strikes because they get worried about going to the doctor's office. I mean, those offices are obviously probably safer than their homes, <laughs> at we say but but the reality is um you know human nature makes you a little more sensitive, so they felt a little bit of a cancellation rate uh depending on the market, but not enough to uh really negatively impact them significantly uh the performance was still excellent and and those surgeries will come back they'll come back over the fourth quarter and the first quarter um but they keep growing. You know, we had, we did another acquisition of uh, nine or ten surgery centers uh, that we announced just a couple weeks ago. Uh, the pipeline is is very, very solid. It's a very fragmented business. Uh, we continue to be, I believe, the partner of choice because our model is so good. And it's very physician-focused and very customer-focused. So uh, we keep growing. and uh, And we can be particular about who we grow with. So we have the best, best surgeons and, uh, you know, some of the best uh, surgical groups in the country, and we're proud of that. And, uh, I was
0: curious about on that acquisition, and, 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 I, and I know you slowly, steadily made these. So what do you look for? Are you looking for geography, or is it the specificity? Are these particularly unique and, you know, attractive surgery centers that you're buying?
1: Well, I think it's all the above. Um, you want to you want to fill out the portfolio in geographies where maybe you've got some gaps, or the demand is greater than you can handle. Uh, and then what are the you know what we look for is what does the community need and where do we find those groups or where do we find doctors that are interested in joining us to be specifically filling those gaps in those communities. I mean, we work first on what is the need in the community and. We have a very good profile of that. Then we look for partners. Um, you know, we have uh, over 50 healthcare partners uh, throughout the country. So we try to partner with somebody, and in many cases we do it ourselves, and we just partner with the doctors. But musculoskeletal, for example, is very big, and we've been expanding that area, and we've been expanding orthopedics. We're probably probably one of the largest orthopedic uh, surgical groups, uh, overall in the, in the entire country. And then when you add the hospitals in, we really are probably one of the largest. And, uh, you know, that's, those are, those are high demand areas. And, uh, so we try to grow in those areas.
0: I I noticed you, you raised your, your estimates, the analysts that you were going to make more than, than you had thought or they had thought anyway, And, and pretty significantly. I mean, it looks like 10 to 15%. What are you seeing in the future?
1: Well, you know, we, we said the fourth quarter we're, we're not adjusting what our what consensus was for the fourth quarter. In fact, we're, we're plus or minus a few dollars because we don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. The problem with COVID is, you know, we still have 700 cases, 700 plus cases. And while that's great, it's a third of what we did have um, roughly, uh, you know, there could be another pickup. Remember, we're, in, we're up in the northern tier as well as the southern tier. So while we're seeing a drop off where it was higher in the south, you know, we're kind of holding our breath and see what happens up north when the weather gets colder, people move more inside. I mean, these are all unknowns. I mean, people have opinions. Hopefully the vaccination rate uh, will continue to increase. We we push that hard. And um, because obviously, you know, the biggest amount of our cases were unvaccinated people. Uh, so, you know, we raised our guidance by $100 million. That's the third time this year that we have raised it $100 million. So third quarter in a row. Uh, so we raised it so far $300 million. And And, um, you know, we hope the fourth quarter will be better, but we can't sit here and say that we're going to beat it again. Because, uh, again, the, the, we're in a period of time that is very uh, – we just don't know, right? We don't know what COVID's going to do. And at the same time, we've got to watch these labor costs and how they're going to sort out because uh, yeah. some of that is driven by COVID. So we're trying to be not – you know, people like to say, well, you're conservative. I don't know if we're conservative or if we're smart. We're trying to be frank, honest, and balanced, and so, uh, you know, I hope we do better. That's what we should do, and that's where we're focused our business. But at this point, I think when you go out publicly and talk about it, you know, we've raised it three hundred million. I think that's pretty good, and we'll see how the fourth quarter starts to break.
0: No, no but, I know. But
1: you know, we have, we don't even have October closed yet, so
0: <laughs> no. But <laughs> no, I, I mean, I I, I can see why, to some degree, you hedge. I mean, it is it's an uncertain time. I don't know. Very uncertain. And I don't know that, I don't know that I see it getting any more certain. Uh, not for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, you got some holidays coming up, a lot of indoor
1: holidays uh, as compared to outdoor holidays, uh, and a lot of people traveling. Right, travel's back up,
0: yeah.
1: and all that's good stuff. But again, I think we have to just sort of see where the trends go. But, but are, you seeing, are you are getting...
0: you seeing this? Are you seeing the same labor shortages challenges that everybody else is?
1: Well sure. The nurse shortage is real. I mean, we do see that. And you've got a lot of nurses that are joining the traveler what we call the traveler groups because they get higher rates and they go they go do that. We have um we have the opportunity to have our own internal uh nurse staffing group that we uh use, so that helps. Additionally, um we do see uh stress in the in the uh non nurse areas in the hospitals. You know, you've got food service, you've got uh, cleaning, you've got, you know, various jobs throughout that system. Um, you know, we pay very good wages. Uh, we're far from the minimum wage. And we, uh, you know, we deal with it. So we, we're very conscious, though, of our, of our staffing, and we're very uh, active in managing that staffing. So, you know, so far we've been getting through this well, and, you know, we're going to use the same patterns we've used in the
0: past. Well, you're doing a good job. I mean, if the market's any gauge, which is just about my only gauge, your stock's up 70% for the year. The year's not over, as you pointed out. Ron Rittmeyer is executive chairman of Tenant Healthcare. We always enjoy our visits. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. It's always a pleasure. Thanks. For more of our conversation with Mr. Rittmeyer, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.